Ladies and gents, my friends, my people, my brothers, we're back with another episode of Wrestling Changed My Life. It's been a little bit spotty lately, I'll admit. I started a new job about eight weeks ago, and you know, sometimes things take a back seat. But we have a new one for you today. This one's with my brother, Tanner Warner, and we have a lot of fun on this one. Please enjoy. And later this week, I'm recording with Corey Jansen. We're going to have some things coming up here. So we'll get back to a normal cadence. Thanks for tuning in. And enjoy this episode of Wrestling Changed My Life. Well, I was a fanatic. There's no doubt a fanatic. My goal was to get carried out of the wrestling room because of exhaustion, and it never happened. The thing it did for me every day about 6 o'clock is that when I got out, I looked back in, and there was nobody else there. Bottom line was I didn't reach my goal. So guess what happened? I went back in the room again. But I got some quality time because of just some kind of a fanatic goal. Let's roll. We're here live with the podcast. <laughs> Brother T Dub stopping in today. Howdy. How we doing? How we doing? Doing good. <laughs> Folks, we just had a little bit of yoga this morning. Had a little breakfast. Vicious yoga session. Vicious. Vicious. Took forty five minutes to order chicken waffles. We're not sure why. The breakfast was food was good. Service was fine. The delivery was we were there for an hour and a half. <laughs> Tanner claims I've gone how many years without 28 straight years without a good food recommendation which Folks, we know is not true it's the craziest streak what about Young's Chinese the worst Chinese I've ever had <laughs> lies <laughs> it's terrible filthy little lies you don't even lies. like Young's anymore oh uh, yeah out of spite <laughs> absolutely out of spite for the listeners out there we need to know your go to Chinese order Here's mine. Beef and broccoli. Brian says that's not Chinese order. Beef and broccoli. What? This is, what is that? I mean, it's just flaps of meat and well, broccoli sprouts. The only order is sesame chicken with crab ragoon and maybe... Um, what are those dumpling things called? I like... Egg roll? Not egg roll. Oh. Pot sticker. Yeah, stupidest name. Here's the order. Here's also, the order. Go ahead. Here's the order. It's, it's Saturday night. About 3 o'clock. Yeah. Saturday afternoon, excuse me. Yeah. About 3 o'clock. You got the USC coming on in an hour. You and the boys are at home. You got the beers going. <laughs> and it's time to eat. Here's, the, last thing I'm here's the order. Chicken and a pot sticker. Here's what Ryan recommends. Sesame chicken, fried rice, <laughs> crab ragoon, pot stickers, extra duck sauce. He's also hanging out with third graders at an elementary school. Because that's an elementary school order. We all know that, folks. How could you, you say that? from sesame chicken and orange chicken after fifth grade. Mm, we'll move on. We'll move on. But disagree strongly. What's your Mexican food order? Enchiladas. Middle of the road, if I've ever seen it. Okay. What do you go with? Huh? What do you go with? Well, it depends on my mood. Right now. Well, I just had a burrito, so I'm not going to get that. Right now, I'd go with fajita. The fajita, as Brendan Schaub said, is the bottle service of Mexican food. Hey, look at me. I got a flame and a hot piece of meat. Pass. Schaub says that? Yeah. <laughs> When's he going to go on tour? He is touring. Well, his special comes out in May. He's already re-touring. Have you seen him? 
Has he been shot? He opened for Cal. When are we going to the comedy store in Los Angeles? That's the real question. We need a Tuesday night trip. Thursday night? Well, not a weekend. I guess they don't. They're not there in the week. They're all touring. Tuesday. All the big ones are Tuesday so Wednesday nights. So maybe you fly in Tuesday morning, get to the hotel, cocktails are flowing. Show up to the store, what, at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I guess whenever the door's open. <laughs> oh. That'll do, though. That'll Add it be... to the list. It's, it's added. Consider <laughs> it added. Let's get, okay. get the companion pass flipped over. Sorry, O'Connor. You're out on the pass. See you. We'll re-add you next year. <laughs> So, this is a wrestling podcast. You wouldn't think so based on the first three minutes of this conversation. But, but if you see us right now, we're both living the past life. We both have wrestling mm-hmm. clothes on mm-hmm. that we can't get rid of. Chattanooga wrestling hooded sweatshirt for yours truly. I'm My under... <laughs> Don't be! Tanner's cat right now is a little, little monkey cat. I'm wearing Coke College Cohawks till I die. Shorts, t-shirt, that's it. <laughs> Represent Ethan Ball. Where you at, dog? Where you at, Ethan Ball? E-B-Z. You know he's at the local pub. Bush Light. <laughs> Thinking about the past. <laughs> Cohawk till he dies. We love Coke College. Shout out, Coke College Cohawks. So... Rock bar. So I go out and support your local co ops. You know where to go. (laughs) 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 Oh. Oh. Pushing this out live. No, no. We're gonna edit. The hell we're gonna edit. Okay. So, Rock Bar next Saturday. Be there for the Cohawks. Okay. So, you wrestled there at Cohawks. Folks, we're in Tanner's condo right next to Wrigley. It's Saturday morning here. Sunshine and flags are flying. We're in an L-shaped couch. I'm facing the the porch, if you will. Tanner's got his back to me, also facing the porch. And now we're... Uh, and that's how we sit. That's how we sit. Oh, and so Tanner, for the listeners who don't know, you're my brother. Take him through your early... Years in wrestling. Okay. Take him through. Take him through. So we started when we were in kindergarten. A um, few practices here and there a week. Nothing. And we didn't start wrestling tournaments, I think, until, I don't know, first or second grade. Well, I think later than that. Later than that. Third or fourth grade. First match was against fellow Kohawk, two-time national champion, four-time All-American, Clayton Rush. And he decided to T-follow me onto my head. How'd that go? It's almost impossible to text someone within three minutes. He did it. <laughs> he did it. 
afterwards. Powerful Clayton Rush. Powerful Clayton Rush. So I appreciate that. That really got me. That was your first match? Ever. No way. Swear my life. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. He was wearing a singlet. At that point, I knew I was in the wrong place. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing worse than showing up in your shorts and t-shirt for your first tournament. Maybe not even wearing wrestling shoes. Maybe wearing gym shoes. I think we had wrestling shoes. We had wrestling shoes. In the 90s, yeah. That tournament at Assumption was a tough go for the family. 0-6. Oh. I was tech called by a female. Oh, we'll scratch that. And, uh... Tough yeah, it was go- tough. So, Rush put me on a... Put me on a... So I couldn't go any lower. So, I knew where to go from there. And that was up. Almost as tough as the trip to Tulsa. We crap talked about that the other weekend, actually. Really? Yeah. We went to, uh... Before we, uh... Go off on a tangent here. I'll just continue with my story. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Then, uh, Russell, we wrestled up in tournaments every weekend during season. Didn't really, I didn't do any off-season wrestling until high school, really, ever. And then, um, I won my first tournament in sixth grade. Then after that, it was on. When did you win your first tournament? I think about, about that sixth grade. And then, go ahead. The crazy thing is that we were 500 for several years. Two years in a row. Dad's ready to hang himself. <laughs> um, and then sixth grade kicked, and I started winning some tournaments. You started winning some tournaments. And then you, your seventh grade year is when you hit the stride, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think. Sixth grade, if I qualified for state or not. I must not have. I don't think you did. Because I would have been there. So, I wasn't. Um, Funny story about my first tournament I ever won. Ryan got her mom kicked out because he was getting beat so bad he screamed. <laughs> and my mom thought he was being choked. So, Who was that? Memorial. It was a high-low tournament day for the Warner family. High for me, low for him. So got the Scream by the choke. Mom Even worse, though. Continue. The previous year. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We're at the Rockford, Rockford Bad Boys Tournament. And Tanner likes to tell this story in college. Why don't you share the share the story? So there I was doing my 500 wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly, I think I was sub 500 today. I think I was a zero. And um, third match of the day, I just didn't get piss pounded all day. <laughs> Last match, I think I got grazed in my eye. I let out a wail like you've never heard before. Like I just got assassinated. <laughs> Dad comes out and goes, son, you're just not tough enough. And walk off the mat. Dude, turn around and face me. I can't. This is working. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there we were. I'm fifth grade. I'm on the mat. Fake crying. Dad tells us keeps it real. And I'm like, fuck. He's right. So, I get up. Lose that match. <laughs> then go over and watch my brother's last match. It was against Dalton Bullard. Mm. Who's a D3 national champ. Stud. Stud. He, um... Who a fellow Quahawk beat in the first round... His senior year, Jordan Westfall, shout out. On his way to the second place finish. But he got my brother that day. In that, so this tournament itself, folks, was chaotic. They didn't have enough refs. The refs just left during the day. It took forever. Dads in t-shirts out there. It was wild. Chaos. Last match of the day, Ryan versus Dalton Bowler. Turns out into, turns into a just boxing match. I mean. A melee. Absolute melee. Our older brother, Nick, and my dad were out there trying to, they were fighting the other dad. It was pure chaos. What happens was... Meanwhile, I have an eye patch on for my injury. <laughs> I hit, throw him in an early headlock. I'm up 5-0. He snaps out of his coma, takes me down, puts the legs in, 
and proceeds to put a forearm in the back of my neck. <laughs> Coaches didn't like it. Our dads and his dad got into a fight. We're out there. I'm still getting pounded. Cold <laughs> <laughs> time. The melee is going on the sidelines. Dalton's just doing his thing to Ryan. Tanner's sitting there with an eye patch eating dipping Dots. <laughs> ice cream of the future. Still waiting on that future. That was the ice cream of the wrestling tournaments. Yeah, dipping Dots. They keep calling it ice cream of the future. It's been 15 years. It hasn't taken on yet, has it? You can't get it at the store. It's no, the problem. Distribution problem. Real problem. So, that's your... So, the seventh grade hits. That's your... That was my... That was earlier sixth grade. Oops. <laughs> Tanner just jumped up to run to the trash can. Dropped the mic on the ground. Sorry, listeners. Sorry that. that must have been my sixth grade year, fifth grade year. So, that was the tournament that you bought your USA singlet, I recall. So, Oof. that's that's like it had to be year sixth grade. Yeah, it was my sixth grade year, fifth grade. Yeah. So, folks, I saw a whole another year of five hundred wrestling. Just a whole another year of. <laughs> Tanner used to bring uh, as a sixth grader. Most most sixth graders don't consume this, but he used to bring Tylenol to the tournaments with him. Yeah, I mean, and that that'll take us on a different road. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you've never seen a sixth grader carry on a bottle of Tylenol before. He brought him to the tournament, though. Um, only, how, if I would have known, the only cure was to be a better wrestler. My head was getting pounded the whole time. I'd be mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So then that takes us to your seventh grade year, which so, is where things switched. Yeah, so they switched. So that was the first year, in, at least in our school, you could wrestle for the middle school team. So part of that team. Um, and I don't, I don't really know exactly what happened. I lifted with Dad throughout the summer and then lifted throughout the season. And it just switched. So I won all the time. Only lost a couple in the middle school. Probably lost a tournament or two in IK. One tournament I never did good at. My entire life was IKWF Open. In Peoria? Yeah. Oof. I don't know what was going on with that tournament, but... This was a tough one. I don't get it, though. I mean, it was basically a state tournament, which is how you want to stack up. Didn't stack well. Didn't stack Mm-mm. well. And I remember I cut to 70, and then they'd have a 70, so they want me with the 74 or 79, which immediately is not cool. No. So you did... Okay, I do actually remember that now. I don't think I ever placed at that tournament. Hmm. That one is, folks, it's like a... It's a halfway state tournament. Halfway state, yeah, halfway state tournament. It's like a hockey arena, but there's no coaches on the floor. And the mats are about the size of a... They're really small, that's right. But the main thing about the ice is the mats are hard as a rock. Yeah, it's sitting on... It's like ice, a little piece of plywood, then wrestling mats. Yeah. It's probably 10 full-size mats, but they make it into 30... Circles, maybe. Yeah, real small. You, no coaches allowed. Kids are down on the floor. Chaos. Yeah. The coaches thing wasn't too big of a deal, but the main thing, yeah, I forgot about the size of the circles. They were just rock hard mats, though, I recall. Yeah. That sucked. So you go to, so you're like, what, 30 and 2 this year? Your seventh grade year? I mean, so. Call it, know. call it 30 and 2. You go to the state the tournament. Now, going into the state tournament, you'd never placed before you never qualified. Mm-hmm. What were your expectations going in? Place. Okay. Fair. Okay. And at this time, folks, on the background, we had a side bet with our mother and father. Oh, one held up. Dad did not hold up his end of the bargain. That if we both placed at state this year, they'd quit smoking. So I remember Friday was a good day for the family. I beat Mark Allgirl in the quarters to go to the semis. You make the semis as well. Mm-hmm. And so Saturday morning, we're both in the semifinals of the state tournament. Not a bad place to be. Not a bad place to be. I run into Ryan Prater. Doesn't go so well for me. And then you ended up winning. I think it'd be, 
that year Spangler or the second year Spangler? One Se- year was Spangler and one year was. Second year was Spangler. Yeah. I don't remember for sure. Though. No, me either. So you are in the finals. What do you remember thinking before the match? Or even like before the semis match? I, I, I was never nervous. It's a, the nervous thing never got to me like it got to most folks. You just never, I don't know, I could always deal with that. So I can't I, say the same. No, you cannot. I've never <laughs> seen someone the nerves affect more. Um, so you did, why do you think you didn't get nervous? I don't know. I just never did. I still, I mean, even in high school, college, I raced dirt bikes. I never did. Hmm. I don't know. It's just something I could deal with. Um, especially in, in those years when we're, I was working really hard, it was easy to just know that you put all the effort in off the mat. So mm-hmm. there's not much else you could do. I don't know. Nerves just never got to me. So it was always easy for me to be loose and just wrestle my style the whole time. Um, so that's all I did. Uh, I think I won by one point in semis in the finals. I still wasn't really nervous. I mean, it was, it was cool. Column one collected. You watched with me in the March. I was going to say, that was a good time. That was a great time. Great time. That's where we uh, invented our handshake because we were next to about 38 Harvey Twisters because they were all in the finals. And we saw their handshakes in the back room. Ooh. We something cool like that. As a young kid coming from the farm town, coming to the tournaments in Chicago to see the Harvey Twisters in red, BJ Futrell, Cartese Lloyd, Mario Morgan, Murder. nothing more yeah. scary. Killers. Nothing more terrifying. Not to mention they were all really good. They all had these red jumpsuits, yep. hoods up. They, they didn't word anybody. They didn't speak. They didn't smile. They didn't breathe. Shredded. Shredded. in middle school. <laughs> Absolute shredded. You've never seen anything like it. And that was the first year. Well, the year before that was when they came back in the IKWF. They used to be in the IWF. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate them coming back that year. Yes. I, I didn't wrestle one, but I actually did. We, uh, it was cool. So we're back in the, we're back in the tunnel. State, the tunnel. There you go. Getting ready. Ryan's first time back there, as well as mine. Ryan feels the need to put me through like a 30-minute college workout to get ready for this match. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm like, all right, maybe we should take it easy. But then we have the march. That takes a while. So, folks, about the marches. It's the whole stadium completely sold out. And then it's the two finalists, and they do a great champions march, face-off, all lights are on you, and then that's it. Then the, then the match starts. So that was the first match of the night. Russell Brendan Murphy, right? Vidum Cat. Vidum Cat, yeah. The Vidum Cat. Vidum Cat. And uh, he majored me that year, and then that was it for the seventh grade year. And I think we wrestled freestyle that year. A little bit. A little yeah. bit here and there. I think I won a couple of those tournaments. I do recall, I don't know if this is seventh, sixth, seventh grade period, but my very first freestyle match ever was the folks. Quick, quick step back. First folks match was against Clayton Rush, two time national champion, four time All American. My first freestyle match was against Tony Ramos. <laughs> and he's mean. Yo, God. He's mean. Former Fellow guest. Podcast, uh, attendee. Former guest. Shout out. Shout out. Getting ready for the U.S. Open. Yep. Is he wrestling? Oh, yeah. 21? Holy no, shit. Well, it's not 121. It's not 121 pounds, is it? 55, 57 kg. Whatever it is. Anyway. He's yeah. That? Yeah. Jesus. Animal. So, first freestyle matches against him. I recall. Minimal amounts of the match because it was the most painful. <laughs> it just he was so fast, so strong, so much better than me. It blew my mind. He beat the hell out of me for about like said four minutes. Tech me, got that done real quick. At that, <laughs> that was at Elmhurst College, I recall. Remember my mom comes up to me, she's like, "Hey, just so you know, it's basically the Jimmy Kennedy uh, freestyle." I'm like, well, "That's great, mom." And speaking of Jimmy Kennedy, were you at Northern Plains or I had to wrestle him in Greco? I certainly was. <laughs> Woo doggy. So we have some just monsters. Big Marvin Peterson was my coach. Shout out to Big Marvin Shout Peterson. Big Mom. 
gnarly workouts in his basement with him, his, his kids, Marcus and Marvin. Marvin. Yeah. This guy was such an animal dad that his son, Marvin, who's my age, was in the state finals, got his braces tangled up, and his dad ripped the braces off the mouth mid-match. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's messed mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So we're in the Northern Plains freestyle tournament in the spring. I have Jimmy Candy. I think I have a chance. It's a Greco match. So there's only one way to go here, and it's ugly. <laughs> Absolutely ugly. And randomly, fast forward eight years, when I'm coaching DeFreeze in the state finals, oh. who's up there before DeFreeze? Cameron Candy. And old man Candy's right there. Says hello. There you go. Hmm. Sorry, Sec, your eighth grade year, you also get second. Yep. High school. It's okay. Yeah, we went okay. You had some great matches. Freshman year, I was really, really small. So the first weight's 103. Only weighed 87 pounds. So went 20 matches varsity, lost a few. Mm-hmm. Cruz, our house, bombed me. Oh, Cedar Falls tournament. Unconscious. I mean. Literally unconscious. Yeah, I got taken out of stretcher. It was a vicious throw. Yeah. Um. Sophomore year I did fine. You got Alyssa Joe Roth five times in one year. You beat me for third and fourth on second. Oh, stage. that was that year. Mm-hmm. That was a, you actually had a good year that year. It was a very good year. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was that year. Place all the tournaments. Yeah, that was good. Then, like I said, Roth beat me five times that year. Um, third and fourth. The junior year, I was off all year. The senior year, I got in some trouble and just didn't wrestle the whole year. And then we uh, shortly after is when we started outlaw. Then the fun starts. Yeah. We started out a wrestling club, which is great because we had to give back to the sport that gave everything. It created us into what we are today. It gave us everything that we have. Wrestling and did. Wrestling did, yeah, yeah. 100%. So we start this freestyle and Greco club, off-season club. First year, there's like 16 kids to do it. But the third year, there's over 90 kids. Do you remember that one year we were at UT and we walked into the wrestling room and the room was full? full. And we had to start, so we had to start doing two practices a night. Yeah. You little kids first, and the then the high scores later. Some of those rooms were gnarly, dude. Oh man, they were tough. It was the best of the entire Broad Cities and some surrounding areas in one room, twice a week for an hour and a half, and it was brutal. Brutal. We had, we had kids from an hour north coming down, Iowa coming down. I mean, all over that and awesome. against a vaunted competitor across town. Mm-hmm. Who shall we rename? Who nameless? shall remain nameless? But we yeah, hate. We you. ended up doing really, really well. We, Oh, dude, so we would take, kids. back then, we would take 30, 40 kids to Freestyle State. Yeah. Who knows some of you are living in Freestyle State now? Probably nowhere near that amount. Right. Yeah, that club was the best. I mean. It was so fun. Everyone wanted to wrestle in the summer, and we gave them that opportunity, and we all the money that they paid us to coach them went right back in us. We went to a tournament every weekend, went to Freestyle State, which was a riot. And that's when I used to take the parents' vans, and I thought that, I just assumed they all had the I-Pass. Straight through the toll lanes. We'd take the kids up there. I knew every dirt on every kid from three-hour radius. (laughs) I mean, the kids would tell you everything, dude. It was crazy. We were so close with them. It was such a different time, too. So the parents would just send them with us for the weekend. They'd stay with us at our house. The morning we'd wake up, go, then they'd go home. Crazy. You can't do that anymore. No, you can't do that. They'd stay with us. We went up to North Dakota. We went all over with these kids. It was an amazing time. And that the room was so tough. Um, that's what made everyone so good. So good. It was crazy. So, what is your favorite memory from the Outlaw days? Uh, so, one of my favorites is that day when we walked in and saw all those people. Love that. All the kids. Oh, yeah. 
I really enjoyed going to Freestyle State and having, like you said, 30, 40 kids wearing an outlaw gear. That was sick. I also enjoyed the folk style season after our first big year. Almost all the top kids were wearing our stuff at all the tournaments. So it's cool to see them represented. They enjoyed up, enjoyed working out with us, us coaching them. We enjoyed coaching them. And it would have worked if the parents wouldn't like us, the kids wouldn't like us. I mean, it just speaks to kind of how we were raised and what the sport did for us. Yeah, no, it did. The year that Connor Ryan, all the Bet Nerf kids came over, that was the year of. That was the year. Oh, my God. We would go to these tournaments, show up 30 deep. Wreck everyone. Wreck everyone, dude. It was crazy. It was awesome. So that was that was a great time. That was the Outlaw Club. I'd like to do that again at some point. But looking back now, you're like, how did these coaches have any time to do this? Now that we have real jobs, I don't know how they have time to coach. It's impressive. Impressive. It really is. So then after the, – oh, then you went to Co. Let's yeah. talk about Co. So for a little bit. About two years out of high school, I didn't go to college right away. I worked construction. I took a class or two at a local community college. And then it was just, I had to itch really, really bad, especially for coaching. And one of our great friends, Ethan Ball, was at Co. It's a great program, and I decided to go out there and talk to Coach O. And went there for a year. And it was the best, probably the best year of my life. I, I loved it there. Mm-hmm. Um, the team was amazing. The, that group of friends was great. I'm still close friends with all those guys today. And I only rested there for a year. And um, Great. Co-college, amazing program. The best. Great people. I learned so much about wrestling in that one year. My very first... Like what? Everything. There's just such a learning curve. So my very first practice, I didn't score a takedown for probably a month. It was awful. My first practice, I wrestled Drew Hitchberger. And the the biggest difference, in my, my opinion, from high school to college is top and bottom. That dude rode me for 40 minutes straight. Nothing his, worse. His arms were everywhere. His legs were everywhere. I couldn't breathe. It was it was brutal. You literally can't get out. If you, if you can't get out, you're not getting out. You're not getting out. No. Yeah. And then uh, some vicious workouts. They were awesome. We also had uh, the very last workout of the year before everyone went home for summer was uh, me and Gato just, Coach O came in, came in and said, all right, wrestle someone quits. Me and Gato wrestled for 58 minutes. Jimmy Gatto, a two-time All-American finalist. Powerful Jimmy Gatto. Powerful Jimmy Gatto. Wrestled for 58 minutes and uh, just turning into a straight fist fight. We were in the lobby at one point. I mean, covering each other's face, trying to get him to quit. No one quit. It was amazing. Wow. It was the best. So, I mean, wow. that year. But also, college wrestling, I mean, two full-time jobs. You have school at an yeah. elite academic school, and then you have a, your wrestling. It's two days for six months of the year. But it's crazy. And they the have best to- part is... I mean, it never felt. I, I used to hate practice in high school. You know, just because I wasn't as close with the entire team or getting along as well with the coaches, but I loved every part of that at Co. So, Coach O was the best. Coach Case, who's the man. Rush. And all my friends were on that team, so it was, it was perfect. Do you remember going to nationals that year? <laughs> that was a wild time. A few of us boys slept in the stairwell. About lacrosse. Oh, baby. So, I mean, Boyer and Jack and a couple people slept in the stairwell. Hmm. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> that one, uh, Dark times. that one will put a quiver on the body. <laughs> um, so then you, you know, before we, uh, you kind of wrap this up, but like now you're in the real world, right? You're an accountant. Mm-hmm. You're doing, you're doing your thing. What? Are you still an accountant? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, Looking back, what would you say wrestling has taught you? Like, what are a couple things that it gave you that you still use to this day? Would you say? I use almost every single day. I use something from wrestling. So the hard work wrestling teaches you. It's the hardest sport in the world. 
it teaches you that hard work early on. If you're not working hard, you'll get fist pounded for for years and years mm-hmm. until 500 life yards. Mm-hmm. So until you flip that trigger and start working hard and start winning, I mean, you'll just be you'll be adequate, right? So, and then so hard work, hard work, overcoming some perseverance, and really just dealing with obstacles all the time, which you deal with every single day in the real world. Yeah. I mean, you got to. It really comes back in my mind to hard work and just overcoming obstacles. Mm-hmm. It's everything. Okay. All right. Rapid fire questions. Go. Usually pretty bad at these. Rapid fire questions. Rapid. Rapid. Rapid than that. Go. <laughs> so, man, I'm going to start with. What's it taught you? Huh? Same exact things. Taught you the same things. Just that brutal hard work. Oh, what's it taught me? Oh. Um, yeah, obviously. That if you work hard, if you're disciplined, you'll get the results, which I don't think you learn if you're not in sports. Agreed. Um, mental toughness to an insane level where, like, you're willing to push through obstacles like, to get what you want. I mean, it's... Your entire wrestling practice, you're working out at a high elite level. And cutting on, weight. On an empty stomach, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, cutting weight. It's something that, in my mind, that's, sport, that's the only sport. That's so mental, mental toughness is tough to, like, define what it is, but it's, like... It's like being able to keep going despite the obstacles. Mm-hmm. And then um, confidence, like self-confidence. Oh, yeah. Like knowing that unless that per- if you walk down the street, unless that person's like a better wrestler than you, there's no way they can handle you. <laughs> it just I doesn't matter. I have a non-confident wrestler. No. Very con- so confidence is key. And then... I really think Chris DeVito. <laughs> Love you, DeVito. Love you. And, um, and then the last thing I would say is um, building to handle pressure. And like not panic and freak out if things don't go your way, or like how'd you do with that? Huh? How'd you do it? Not well, <laughs> not well during my day, but or like just doing things hungry. Like do you know, you ever go out on a date with a with a girlfriend, and they get hangry as they call it. Oh. All women do this. Yes, oh, and men sometimes. And men, and men, but mostly women. <laughs> it's like I don't know. You just don't. You, you're just. You don't get that because like you used to do a lot more. What on, was to do things hungry. Hangry. Yeah, you don't get that. So I, that's how I would sum it up. But obviously, it's the most important sport in Let's the world. Let's to you real quick, though. Hit us with your recap from freshman to senior year of high school. Well, I, I loved it. It was awesome. You know, I thought about it all the time. Um, really revolved my life around it. Hardest so, work I've ever seen in a sport. What? Oh me! Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I was obsessed with it. I loved it. It didn't. It didn't seem like a chore until like my senior years when it seemed like mm-hmm. work, which I don't know why. I, I think the difference was I think in the summer I did other sports, so I was playing baseball. Yeah. Bikes. You were only wrestling. Yeah. For forever. I only wrestled. Um, but like my ju- like summer between my junior year and senior year, I didn't do that much. Like I could have done. Looking back now, I could have done way more. Yeah. Um, Maybe at that time. I wish I could have wrestled for Askren's club. Yes. The way he does it seems like he has it right, dude. Yeah. So I don't think he's special. I'm completely against specializing until junior or senior year. Then I think junior. earlier than that. I think like eighth grade year Askren's on. Junior. No. Oh, yeah. No way. I think eighth grade year on, you start specializing. Or maybe like high school maybe on, you start specializing. That's what happened to you. I was doing it. But I think I was just lazy. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. But a lot of dudes in the summer, my practices were just by myself. It was me and, like, Murray. There was no one else to work out with. Yeah. Or, like, me. I would wake up in the summer. I didn't have a job. Yep. I'd run. And then I'd go to the um, community center. Joel Miller would meet me there. We'd lift weights. Then I'd go home. I'd hang out for a little bit. And then I'd go work out at 3 o'clock. But it'd just be, like, me and Murray. Like, I had no yeah. club. It was bizarro. Yeah, that was a big... 
I don't ever remember a huge freestyle club. So overtime honestly is the, the best, right? The I don't best. Know if the best, but probably. Probably. Um, but I just don't remember any of that when we were in no club high school. Yeah, like, our right. freestyle state was small. Oh, freestyle state you see one day. One day, yeah. Yeah, so. Three days now. I, I loved it though, man. I, I had a great time in high school wrestling. Uh, you were just done with that procedure. Had some good success, yeah. And then, so that's the thing. People always said when I didn't wrestle in college, like, you're going to regret it. I really don't regret it. That's good. But when I started going around you guys at Co, I started regretting it a little bit because it was so much fun. It was the best. Um, that, that room. I feel like we got that in by coaching, though. Like, coaching was so much fun with yeah. the Outlaw Club. It was, it's hands down probably my favorite. Besides wrestling show, my favorite thing I've ever done was wrestling. For sure. Just giving back and coaching those kids and grinding with those kids two days a week for three months. And like so. running a business like that, it was awesome. It was Remember the one time when they shut down the wrestling room? Let's say there's an obstacle waiting for Yeah, so that happened. Somehow, every order, every time we'd place an order, shirts would be missing. Shirts would be missing. Yeah. How? I don't understand. I mean, well, shit, one little ordering, kid would be heartbroken. We're ordering 300 articles of clothing. Hundreds, yeah. yeah. Hundreds. So, no, I, I loved it. Loved wrestling. Um, you know, if I have kids and they don't want to wrestle, that's fine, but I hope they do. Yeah, I mean... I want them to do what they want to do. How do yeah. you think about that? Um, I'm going to push it and just kind of give the talk that we're giving now, what it's done for me. It'd be hard for them to register at that young age. But also just kind of put a realistic, kind of like that did for us. He's like, listen, you guys are small. You can't play football. That could be able to play basketball. He's like, this is a sport where you can excel because you're... Competing at someone the exact same size as you—that was a big selling point. Selling point for yeah. me as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, shit, that makes sense. Let's start working with this. Yep. Yep. So, I definitely want them to wrestle. I mean, oh, for sure. I mean, it's just the—it's the best sport, and the community is really tight. Great community. Great community. Crazy people. Okay. Rapid fire. Go. Yoel Romero versus Ben Askren. Yoel Romero is like two hundred fifteen pounds. Yoel Romero versus Ben Askren. Who wins? Favorite two... I know you're going to say it for one. Favorite two books. To be clear, I love Askren. Love Askren. The best. Favorite two books. Shoe Dog. Second favorite book. Dude, what's another good one I read? I'd say first half of Aubrey Marcus's book. And... What else has been good? I really enjoyed... Um, Good? Yeah, really good. So I'll go with those two. How is Living with a Seal? It was good. Jesse Etzler book? Mm-hmm. It was good. Uh, fun read, quick. But it was good. So, folks don't know, that's Jesse Etzler. He's this crazy guy. But he's a... Billionaire. Billionaire, yeah. He's an entrepreneur. Um, he's a great follow on Instagram. But he always puts it, puts himself through these crazy tasking situations. So, he paid David Goggins to live with him for 30 days and had to do everything he said at the moment he said it. So, they do these insane work. Go for runs, get in a freezing lake, punch through the ice. I mean, all this, he also lived with a monk for sixty days. He's doing this. Uh, he's doing a another incredibly tasking thing right now, where he has to. I don't understand that. What is he doing? But he's running through the desert, through snow, and then up some. He's doing some stuff. So a lot of he's good. doing some stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Long distance endurance tests, huh? All, all things that test the body. He mm-hmm. always says, "Build your life resume." I like that. Yeah. Build your life resume. He's the guy who used to run like three miles a day. Then he's like, I'm doing enough. And then one day he's like, not one day, but he, eventually he could run like a hundred mile race. He's like, I was yeah. under indexing by 97%. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So, um, okay. Books. 
I love UFC stuff, so I won't go back there. Dream UFC matchup for you to watch. GSP Askren. Oh, no. Askren could be. Askren could be the best. It would be the best. To me, it's Romero John Jones. Romero's 98. I don't hear anyone talk He's about sick. that. Sick. Can't make weight. Or Stipe versus John Jones. Doesn't do much for you. Dude, no one's beating John Jones. Stipe could. People who could actually beat... He got lucky. The people who could actually beat John Jones... Are not existing. No. Stipe Miocic. (laughs) Daniel Cormier. (laughs) (laughs) Yoel. did you say that? Yoel Romero. Ben Askren. Who can beat Askren in his weight class area? No Woodley? They'll never fight. I think he would beat Woodley. Really? Maybe. They'll never ever fight. Everybody said it. Never ever fight. Dude, talk about mental toughness. What Lawler did to Askren in the first mm-hmm. 30 seconds of that fight for him to come back and rip his head off is without wrestling. That's an animal right there. And then he's doing the Burroughs beat the streets. He is wrestling Burroughs beat the streets. Holler to my man, Jesse Jansen, who's organizing it. There you go. He's the promoter. I think Burroughs probably beats him. Who who do you like? What do you think on the match? I have Askren over Burroughs. You are in love with Askren. Askren, you're out there. Howdy. Yeah, we need you on the pod. Um, give me, if you were doing beat the streets, what would be some other matches you'd... Let's say everyone agreed to it. What would you do? Well, I saw someone tweeting out that it should be NCAA champions versus world team. Yeah. Match. I would enjoy that. That's what it is. So it is. That's all happening. Well, that's what like the theme is. Well, we have one match. Burrows and Askren. That's the main event. You got James Green versus Schnaddy Ashnall. What? <laughs> I, I can never pronounce how Flo's nickname for him is like. His real name is Anthony Ashnall. Okay. His nickname is like Schnalty or something. Probably not true. Maybe not. So Gelman Lee, do you think that happens? They're both in the no. same club. No. Lee isn't even registered for the U.S. Open right now. So Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Uh, so who's the 33? Okay, so 33. This would Soriano be. Versus... Oh, yeah, it's not fixed. Soriano versus um, either Nishan Garrett or the guy from Iowa. Oh, Cologne. Cologne. Mm-hmm. They probably both beat him. They beat Soriano. Yeah. Fix, on the other hand, would probably beat both of them. Maybe not. Oh, well, yes. True. Maybe not. 41's the... game versus. No, Yanni. Oh! That's the match of the century. Oh, is that happening? No. What are we talking about right now? Nope. All right, the fifty-seven green versus... Ashnault. No, no. Well, we already have that match happening. Ashnault versus green. Other. That, that's one? signed. You know that, right? Did not know that. Yeah. Anthony Ashnault versus James Green. Are wrestling anybody? No, not right now. So that's the thing. He's in between a weird weight class. So yeah. Nolf would have to go up to wrestle Burroughs, which oh, I can't see that going well. You stay down there, Nolf. Um, so is Dave going down for the Olympics to Burroughs' weight? This year he's going down. Oh, my. Is that happening in the U.S. Open? This year. Well, Burroughs doesn't wrestle in the U.S. Open. He doesn't? No. You don't have to. Oh. Well, Dake and everybody? Dake has to. If you're on the world, if you're a returning world team member, you don't have to. World team member? They're all world champs. Well, I mean... But they don't have to because they're returning. But Dake's going to a different weight class. Oh. He's going to Burroughs' weight class this year. 
So the U.S. Open, did, are the Olympic trials this year? Next year. World Team Trials. But the year before the Olympics is always a big year. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so it's this year's 2019 World Team Trials. And he's going to try and face off against Burroughs. This year. The weight. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's going so out he's a year early. He's a world champ. He wants to go down early. Get ready for the Olympics. God, I love that. He thinks this is his year. Jaden Cox isn't doing that, though. Did you see that? What? Jaden Cox is staying at his weight. So next year. I was weight for a year. But you listen to David Taylor talk about getting adjusted to the new weight class. It took him like a year to get used to it. So next year, Jaden Cox is either going to have to go up to Russell Snyder or down to Russell David Taylor. Probably down, right? I don't know. He's already beat Taylor several times. Yeah. Weird matches, though. Mm-hmm. He sweats a lot. <laughs> so, what do you think? Would you, If you were Dave, would you be going down or would you yeah. back up another world? No, go down. Huh. I think you disagree more. Really? Why not rack up another title? He didn't get scored up. I'd go down. Do you think he beats Burroughs this year? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's the thing that you kind of forget about is, well, you got Derringer, you got Imar. They're not really in the picture. No. You got Nolf, not really in the picture. Too small. But then you got the guy from Virginia Tech. Lewis. Who? Right? What's his first name? I don't know. Lewis, right? Yeah. Third term in every is world, world champ. champ. What the fuck? Yeah. So that's another thing where it comes to, so we coach a Ow! kid named Barlow McGee at Rock Island. We started wrestling in eighth grade, two times eighth grade, mm-hmm. two times, at least two times finals for sure. But he's just an absolute monster, and he started in eighth grade. Wrestling for Missouri, from yeah, wrestling for Missouri D one. We started in kindergarten, and that's another thing we struggle with when and if we have kids that wrestle when to start them, right? Totally, dude. So what do you do? You get them started early, <laughs> twice a week just for fun. Yeah. Get them in the Askren Club. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, but then you got a really. In- Interesting character up top. You got Miles Martin, who Michael freestyle. I think he's going to. Then you also got Bo Nickel. Now Askren thinks he should just go UFC now, really, because he's not going to make the Olympic team. He said. He said he has zero chance of making the Olympic team. And I agree. But I just—is he playing in UFC? He doesn't seem like. No, he's I, wrong. I read it. I read in the article. In a book. In a. I did. I read it though. He's trying to go after twenty twenty Olympics. He's going fighting. It just doesn't seem like a brawler to me. None of those Penn State dudes do. Do you? They just seem really amazing at wrestling. Not saying they're not amazing wrestlers because they obviously are. And they're the best. But they just don't. See, I guess we can look at Askren though. He's not a brawler. No, no. He. I mean, he is. So what the so like, Nolf would be. What would he go? Two hundred five or eighty four? What's the eighty five or two hundred four? What would he do? You think for fighting or for the Olympics? Fight. Fight. Uh, but he goes up. Yeah. 205. John Jones wait. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone can beat John Jones, it's Bo Nickel. Oh, my God. Here we go. I'll say it right now. <laughs> I'll say it right now. If anyone can beat John Jones, it's Bo Nickel. He's a better wrestler, for sure. Better wrestler. That's where it ends. No. That's where it ends. He's never kicked before in his life. He's never struck. Hmm. That's where it ends. He is a better wrestler, but obviously wrestling death takes where it goes. The thing about John Jones is DC couldn't take him down. He took DC down. I would say Who do you like in in this super bracket? No. Taylor. Cox. Nickel. Snyder. Four man round robin. Uh-huh. Records me now. Taylor, Snyder, Nick, Cox, Nickel. Okay. Where do you, where do you go? Snyder, of course. Really? Yeah, 10 
Jaden Cox. What? Over Taylor DT? I'm just going by past results. Tanner's now laying down. <laughs> he's, he's slowly laying down on the couch. <laughs> All right. You have any rapid fires for me? Favorite wrestling moment? I would say walking in the tunnel with you, nice. or winning the by state probably. That was amazing. Um, or the. No, no, I, I won like 7-2. Oh, I thought there was like a controversy. Nice. was pretty tight. Okay. Um, Cedar Falls is a big win. That was fun. Yeah. That doesn't come to mind, but yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Placing at the Oregon freshman year is always a big... Mm-hmm. I mean, placing at state, like winning, uh, beating Cameron Lloyd in the quarters Friday night was a big one. I remember that. Yeah, that was big. What schools you got from Portland? Bremen. <laughs> His brother was at Mount Carmel's freshman year, won regionals and at sectionals, misses weight by eight pounds. <laughs> was not asked to return to Mount Carmel. Nice. Yeah, and then, um, all right, then last rapid fire for you before we I fall asleep. Favorite? Your favorite wrestler growing up? John Smith or Joe Williams. Thanks for tuning in, gang. We'll talk to you on the flip side later. That's the end of this episode, but definitely not the end of the show. For more episodes, please go to wrestlingchangemylife.org. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a star rating. Show the love, baby. Show the love. Thank you so much. We'll see you again soon. Peace.